Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are tuned in to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl Watchlist Show with your hosts, Rick Staratella and Joe Everett, featuring NFLPA Bowl Executive Director, Dane Vandernack. Oh yeah, back at it again, baby. It's another edition. NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show. If you've been tuned in, then you've been up to par on everything you need to get ready for the football season. But guess what? We're underway. Football has begun. How's football week one in the book? And we're excited here at the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl which will be held January 18th, 2020 in Pasadena, California at the historic Rose Bowl. So if you haven't booked your reservations, do so now. Don't wait till the last minute. There's going to be plenty of good reasons to be out there. Whether you're an evaluator, a media member, a local in the area that wants to see the next wave of future pros and it's going to be a diverse event prospect from all levels of football from all over the country and that's what we do here at the nfl pa collegiate bowl big board show we break it down each and every week ric in the place to be rick saratella telling it like it is when it comes to the nfl draft since 2002 i'll be joined by my co-host joe everett in just a second we'll have the NFL PA Bowl Director of College Recruiting, Dane Vandernat, in just a moment as well, talking about our latest travels. And boy, oh boy, were we a busy staff. I mean, we must have been at close to a dozen games for the week one holiday. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to be about it. In fact, there's only time to be about it. There's no more time to talk about it if you're a player. Show us. Show us what and to break it all down, we'll take a look back at week one. We'll take a look ahead at week two. And to break it all down is my co-host, Joe Everett. Never leaving a stone unturned. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe W. Everett. He is the mastermind behind the 2020 prospectus available now over at the NFLDraftBible.com. How are you, Joe? Doing awesome after week one. That's, that's our motto over at the Bible. Don't tell me. Show me, baby. <laughs> That's it, man, because I got my prescription glasses in on. I'm locked in. I'm zoned in, ready to go, fired up. And uh, what a what an opening weekend. Just from my perspective, you know, I had a chance to uh, kick it off at uh, Charlotte. I was down in Charlotte for the weekend. And uh, shout out to uh, all our Kakalaka people, you know, bracing for the storm and Hurricane Dorian. We're hoping for the best there. Uh, but yeah, you know, had a, had a good look at uh, some players for the Charlotte football team. New head coach Will Healy, and uh, running back Benny Lemay, breaking loose, getting down for some big plays and a career high 65 yard run before the end of the first half. Outrunning that Gardner Webb defense was, which was good to see because I think 
you know, speed was one question about LeMay's game, but just a, a very, you know, powerful inside runner, grinds out the tough yardage, uh, you know, could definitely see him as a, a goal line type of runner at the next level. And, you know, they've got a, they've got a, a couple players there on that Charlotte team, you know, Cam, uh, Cam Clark is up front on the offensive line, offensive tackle. And then, uh, you know, on the defensive side, Alex Highsmith, I mean, just a relentless motor constantly hustling and, and uh, racks up a lot of those tackles for lost, I think two and a half or two sacks on the season opener. So a uh, great way to start off the season there. And then two thrillers. I mean, uh, the Utah state wake forest game went down to the nitty gritty and there was probably about a dozen or so scouts in attendance to see uh, Jordan love who's getting some first round love and also getting some Heisman love. So I'll ask Joe about what he thought um, initial impressions of the season. Jordan Love also three interceptions. So um, Wake Forest, I think, you know, uh, lucked out there. And then, uh, you know, hey, return of the Mac in a very big way. He's back, baby. Uh, Mac Brown, (laughs) he done did it again. And, you know, upset South Carolina there um, at the Panthers Stadium. And that was the big buzz in the press box. Everybody saying, oh, you know, I'm surprised. Oh, I'm surprised. Hey, don't ever, ever, ever underestimate the powers of the Mac, daddy. (laughs) You know, and uh, this hard-hitting safety they got there flying around, Miles Dorn, you know, I just felt something from the moment they ran out of the tunnel in pregame warm-ups and Dorn is just slapping everybody upside the head, getting everybody pumped up. And that kind of energy just carried throughout the entire game. In fact, he he laid out Brian Edwards, the South Carolina wideout, who's uh, probably day two, day three prospect, just knocked him right out of the game. Which, hey, you know, listen, I never like to see anybody get hurt. Edwards returned to the game. But, hey, I love me a good, hard, clean hit, Joe, as much as the next guy. So uh, those were the three games I had a chance to attend over the weekend. Any thoughts and, and uh, impressions of any of those players did you get a chance to see any of those games joe jordan love your thoughts on him there uh, and anything else you want to discuss oh well everyone loves a, d- a good deep cleater there there's no doubt i mean but i don't know what takes the cake man mac brown crying or hugh freeze from that hospital bed i mean both <laughs> amazing in their own rights but it's like man it i think it's it's cooler because mac brown is showing the appreciation, and you, you can just see that. So that was uh, an awesome moment. But, man, Hugh Freeze and that thumbs up to Dino Babers. I got you, bro. Uh, I see you. So that that one, I'm I'm still – it puts a smile on my face every time I think about it. Um, but Jordan Love, I thought I thought was smooth. It was just some untimely turnovers. You mentioned the three picks. Um, one I thought was just maybe a uh, force, uh, but still – he moves really well in the pocket. I think um, we can put to bed that Heisman Trophy talk. That's that's without a doubt. But uh, this is just a team around him. I do like that Scarber kid uh, he's throwing to. He's definitely got some speed on the radar. And then um, uh, there's just something about his game. I'm just, I, I don't like the comparisons people are putting out there. I, th- I, I forget if I heard a luck comparison from Love, but it's still, there's uh, a lot of polish yet to be done, but 
I liked what I saw. I, there's definitely an arm on him. Um, I, I think he's staring down stuff. He needs to learn better to like look 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 defenders off. Um, early in the game, like one of those picks was clearly it's like man, you're you're just leading the DB into that throw. Um, but it's early in the year, and that's a day one quarterback though. I don't, I don't think there's a doubt about that. If um, if people are just concerned about the interceptions, I think it's you know early in the year kind of thing. I, I, I like what I saw a lot from him. And then the last one, Benny LeMay, just explaining that that big gainer early. I think you know early in the game he he's seeing this guy with his phone up on him. He's like, who is this? I, I think he was trying to run away from you, Rick. That explains the big gainer early, <laughs> Benny LeMay in the Charlotte game. There you go. Well, hey, uh, Joe crushing the Heisman hopes in, in one sentence for Jordan Love, but then, you know, uh, ushering in some praise with the first round projection there. So, uh, you know, I think that's the one quarterback that maybe isn't uh, spoken enough about or, or mentioned in the same breath as the Tua's and the Trevor Lawrence's and the Herbert's and the – Jake Fromm's, you know, Jordan Love is in that first round consideration. So that's something we'll keep an eye on. Um, but, you know, seniors are the focus. And uh, LeMay was, was a good one. Cade Carney from Wake Forest, another guy on the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl big board. And uh, as I mentioned, we were at probably, you know, close to 10 or 12 games this past week uh, with our scouting staff and uh, here to discuss it. With us, as he is each and every week, the Director of College Recruiting for the NFL PA Bowl, Dane Vandernot, joins us right now on the hotline, so we welcome him in. And, uh, Dane, I know you're traveling. You're constantly traveling, my man. You've got another game uh, queued up for tonight, don't you? Yeah, man. we got Missouri Western and Northwest Missouri State and the great uh, Missouri Valley battle up here and uh, excited to get on over. Obviously, Rick, as we've talked about, man, we want to make sure we're seeing all these prospects and Obviously, a lot of the guys at the big schools, uh, you know, get a lot of the attention, but there's also these FCS programs that consistently put out good NFL prospects and want to make sure I get my eyes on some of them as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, This is going to be the most diverse all-star game, the premier all-star event, January 18th at the historic Rose Bowl. And, uh, yeah, you know, hey, some teams out there, you know, James Madison, who I'll see this weekend, uh, some people consider them kind of an FBS program because, hey, they almost knocked off West Virginia. Uh, they've got some D1 transfers in that program, so we'll get a up-close look at them this weekend. And I think, you know, that's the great thing is all levels of football. If you're a player, hey, we're going to find you. Even if you play overseas, we've got eyes all over the world. Trust me when I tell you. And, uh, Dane, I, I don't know how many games you've been at already, my man, but uh, what's your initial thoughts and impressions from what you've seen? If, uh, you know, you want to go uh, between the white stripes, off the white stripes, uh, you know, any feedback? What, what do we got going on in this first week of college football action? Well, obviously, I think a lot of the talk centered around Jalen Hurts, and obviously I think a lot of people in the media want to already pin a Heisman Trophy to his name, but... Uh, It was great getting down there and seeing them. I was really intrigued by Houston's quarterback, Derek King. I know I had a a buddy of mine who brought him up to me in the preseason and talking about, obviously, with guys like Kyler Murray now getting drafted so high and some of the spread option, a lot of the the different parts of that translating now to the NFL game. It was interesting for him to kind of give me the pitch of, 
why he thinks Derek King is going to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, you know, I sit there and still look at him a little more as a wide receiver, but I think you get a lot of intriguing athletic type guys these days that really you just have great versatility with. So um, I'm just, you know, fired up to go see them and then really to go see uh, these Louisville Cardinals give Notre Dame a good run for their money first half of the game uh, the other night down in uh, in Louisville. Um, I thought that uh, new head coach over there had really had his guys fired up. Louisville came out pregame, no jerseys on, made it a little difficult to see who we were looking at, but got a great up-close and personal look at not only them, but obviously the Fighting Irish as well. And obviously when you talk about Notre Dame, you got quite a bit of talent on that uh, team over there, so on both sides of the ball, really. So it'll be really fascinating to continue to follow them as well and kind of see how they're going to hold up in a couple weeks here at Georgia. Well, Dan, I wanted to get a specific game at you. You were at the South Dakota State, the Minnesota, and there's a senior linebacker that looks from the sheet at he paced the jacks again and tackles Christian Roseboom. Uh, I wanted to just hear overall impression of him, what you saw, and then just in that game, looking over the roster, I was hitting Rick up last week. I'm seeing Antoine Winfield Jr., man. How how does that make you feel <laughs> being in the business all these years? Yeah, no kidding. That's a great point. And, uh, you know what? It, it, the amazing thing was seeing uh, kind of the look on some of those Golden Gophers' faces when they got in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden they were looking at a deficit with South Dakota State getting up there and giving them a run for their money. So, uh, they're number three in the country for a reason, as P.J. Fleck uh, admitted after the game. But, you know, to, to your point, Joe, uh, Christian Roseboom, he sure looks the part, man. He's he's a good-looking kid physically. He's an athlete. And, you know, it was interesting talking with his uh, with his position coach and D coordinator on the game or on the field pregame, and he was sitting there telling me how athletic he was. He's a backup punt returner last year. And then he went over there. He started deep snapping the ball in pregame. He's the backup long snapper. And like you said, man, he led the team in tackles. He was all over the place. You know, still has some things he needs to clean up, but uh, certainly productive player. I think he has coming off three consecutive seasons of 100 tackle seasons. So he's obviously productive in what they do. And, uh, you know, they've been very successful. And then obviously with the Golden Gophers, as you mentioned, Antoine Winfield Jr., <clears throat> excuse me, uh, you know, he's already got that spot locked down over there, but, you know, he's not the only one. They've got another great corner in Williamson who returned to pick six early in the game, and, and then you got Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver, who uh, didn't quite have the numbers that some expected him to, but he's going to be a heck of a prospect when it's all said and done. Yeah, P.J. Fleck, uh, you know, trying to, kind of uh, gradually build that Minnesota program. And, yeah, he's got some uh, definitely some underclassmen there on the roster to keep an eye on uh, down the road for sure. Um, we're keeping an eye on prospects this weekend again. And, uh, Dane, you know, for the people at home, you know, uh, let, let them know where you're going to be this weekend. Heading down to good old Lone Star State this weekend after obviously doing these Missouri games. Uh, tonight, we're going to go down, go see uh, the Demon Deacons who you saw last week. Uh, they're going to be uh, playing over at Rice down in Houston on Friday night. And then I'm going to go see Baylor host UTSA early Saturday afternoon before going down to the big border war of uh, Texas LSU on Saturday night. And uh, obviously, a lot of fanfare surrounding that one. And it should be a great atmosphere in Austin and 
uh, super excited to get my eyes on these prospects uh, for the NFLPA Bowl that are going to be down playing in this game. Well, Dan, we got a big one, uh, Army coming up there uh, playing Michigan, and it, it, it reminds me about the NFLPA's uh, inclusion in the military service academies. Uh, being at the event, and I, you, I know you're primed up for that game, but just on that again, like, uh, like how many players you looking at? What type of players? Like, what does all all that entail? As far as what, Joe? I'm sorry. As far as, as far as the service academy players, like that, uh, oh, sure. we're going to be looking at, and how many get in, or like uh, what their inclusion into the event? Sure. Yeah. No, we, we uh, announced yesterday our. Um, you know, kind of agreement with the service academies to uh, invite one player from each of them or at least have one participate in our game. And, and obviously, you know, we, we've talked about it before on the show, but couldn't be more excited to have them represent our fine institutions down at the Rose Bowl on January 18th. But the, I think the thing that you always know about the service academies is that they're going to produce just some gritty, tough, disciplined, smart football players. We all know how difficult it is to get into these uh, institutions and for good reason, but, uh, but when it comes to these, you know, pro football prospects, when you start looking about the guys who have made it in the NFL and you start, you know, you look at Toff this year who's got a chance now, and, uh, you know, I just think that you just get the guys whose intangibles are going to be off the charts. You get guys, obviously you're not going to get the, the 360-pound guys, you're not going to get the, uh, the, the out-of-shape guys when it comes to service academy prospects, but we know exactly that we're going to get guys who love football and that who are passionate about what they do, who are disciplined, and are going to go out there and represent the best of our uh, servicemen and women in front of us. So uh, I really couldn't be more fired up, man. I think it's going to be great for, um, you know, for these guys to come and show their stuff and go out there and go compete with uh, these these draftable prospects that we're going to have all over the field. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about that because the new military policy now, there, there's no more waiver where, you know, they, they've got to wait, you know, three, four years, fulfill their commitment. They are now immediately eligible for the NFL, which, you know, the NFL PA Bowl is going to be that platform for, you know, our goal is to get the best prospect at each school. Hey, Army, Navy, um, Air Force, let's get them in the big show and give them an opportunity because a lot of times, you know, in, in years past, these all-star games have bypassed the military prospects because of that rule. And I think it's a great um, new policy in place and looking forward to that. Of course, you know, Jeff Monken over at uh, Army, hey, they're they're heavy favorites now. I got news for you. I would not be surprised if Army wins that game outright. I'm just telling you right now. Um, so keep a lookout for that. And, uh, you know, Dan, I know you're busy. you got to hit the road and travel. Anything else uh, we should keep a lookout for in the NFL PA Bowl before we let you go? Well, you know, I just think that obviously things we've talked about in the past, Rick and Joe, I mean, the NFL PA Bowl is just different from some of these other all-star games and, the education these guys are going to get. And I think, you know, when it comes down to whether it's the service members who are going to be potentially having an opportunity for an NFL career, you know, they're going to be able to learn a lot too coming on in. So um, just um, excited for all these prospects we're going to be looking at, uh, you know, again, man, I'm just fired up to go see Texas LSU on Saturday. I know that 
Rick, wish you guys could be there and join me, man. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere and really can't wait to report back on some of the things we're going to be able to see both in the, in the field of play and, you know, also some of just the pregame and see the atmosphere and, and then this fanfare that's going to be surrounding this, this unique matchup. So uh, I'm pumped, man. You guys are catching me and getting me all fired up. So I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, hey, game of the week right there, no doubt about that. And uh, we appreciate you joining us each and every week here on the NFL PA Bowl Big Board Show. And uh, I'm sure we'll connect next week and talk about everything that happened from the week two action. So uh, safe travels. Stay safe out there, everybody, with the Hurricane Dorian coming in. And, uh, Dan, we'll we'll chat with you again next week, my man. Appreciate you. Looking forward to it, fellas. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. All right. There you have it. Director of College Recruiting, Dane Vandernat. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter, at DVandernat. Uh, he's bringing a slew of behind-the-scenes videos and, you know, uh, footage of uh, players warming up. You know, you get that kind of uh, size, athleticism, evaluation in the books there, you know, on-field access. If you can't be on the field or at the game, hey, we're bringing it to you. Of course, at NFL Draft Bible, we've got coverage there as well, and uh, Joe, it is uh, another big weekend. I love these big time matchups. You know, it feels like in recent years there's been more of these, you know, Texas LSU type of showdowns. You know, South Carolina, North Carolina last week. I just love the early season hype. Let's get it going with the big dogs very early on. I, I really look forward to those matchups. Oh, no, I, I like the, the rivalries. Uh, I- Texas A&M Clemson coming up too, um, and then the in-state one. I thought the Colorado Colorado State was a, a decent game, and of course, kicking it off with the Holy War. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, so uh, let's reset for the listening audience at home. You're tuned in the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Big Board Show, uh, episode number six. Here, if you're just tuning in for the first time, you can go back and. You know, listen to all of our positional previews. If you want to know who's on the big board at each position, we kind of highlight uh, different types of players here each and every week. But the archives are still valuable, too. Uh, Even though week one is in the books, you can still get all that information in terms of, you know, who the top prospects are, who uh, some players worth watching are, and, you know, really just doing your due diligence here in the early part of the draft evaluation. I think we're about 230 days away uh, from the 2020 NFL draft in Las Vegas. But more importantly, uh, hey, before you know it, I mean, we're four months from the NFL PA Bowl. So uh, we've got four months to kind of figure out this 112-man roster, Joe. So uh, let's start off with some guys who caught your attention here in week one of the college football action, who are some players that turned some heads over on uh, Joe Everett's television tube? Uh, well, I mean, I think Dane hit it right off the bat. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk a, a little hurts. I mean, he just looked like the version of Bama, but better. I still think there's issues with placement and diagnosing coverage. There I, would have been another early TD if he put the pass over on, I think it was C.D. Lamb, over on uh, his inside shoulder. Instead, he throws it outside into the safety. Uh, Lamb's got to turn his head and then uh, readjust to the ball. It's just, um, I don't know, stuff like that to where you knew if that was Kyler, Kyler would have just put it right on his digit and uh, the guy's running in stride. So it's like, I like Hurts and, you know, uh, 
props to him. It was a it was a great game, but I'm I'm still a little skeptical on what we're seeing. Uh, what we do know though is that guy is a heck of an athlete. Uh, the, his dad's a coach. You could tell. Uh, he just he doesn't do a lot of stupid stuff, man. The reaction, the way he runs, I would love to really turn him into a wide receiver or running back. I mean, that's how uh, just, I don't know, instinctive he is. Um, and it's not like a rigid type of uh, reaction that he has. I think uh, uh, similar to like maybe like Braxton Miller had to make that position uh, switch. I think Hertz is a much better athlete than, than Miller was. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm sure Ohio State people are raising their pitchforks right now, but I don't care. Hertz, that, that he, he just looks smooth out there. So I thought um, you, you start the conversation off uh, with him, and then you were talking Utah State, and just got me thinking about that David Woodward kid. I, I know he's a, I know he's a junior, but he is draft eligible, and man, that kid was all over the freaking field. Uh, I thought he was more of like an edge pass rushing type. Man, he's just everywhere all at once. I want to call him like a poor man, Leighton Vanderesh. Oh, amazing! I mean, it just heavily involved in that scheme, and just I don't care what he profiles at at the next level. Give him a helmet. Get him on the field. Uh, that that Woodward kid was uh, Woodyard Woodward whatever Utah State linebacker is all over it and then um, another edge player the Alabama kid uh, we're doing the research for the prospectus and it's like man Terrell Lewis I know he's supposed to be this this monster but how much evidence do we have and it's he's, he's got this injury on his lip. I don't care after that game that was uh, a nice little uh, portrayal a uh, little picture of what he could be. I mean, still, it's like a long year. We'll see what happens. But Terrell Lewis just looks like a souped-up, taller version of Vaughn Miller or something out there. Now, granted, that's game one. Uh, but uh, I think that, that definitely got a lot of people on his side uh, wanting to dig into it. And granted him, though, boy, that medical is going to be awfully important for a guy like that. Uh, still on field, it looks like there's a, a lot to work with. Um Sticking SEC, um, I don't want to do too much underclassmen, but Dagon Kellen Mond might be part of this quarterback conversation. He might be. I was just throwing ropes out there. But the, the opposite of the love kid. I mean, he was looking off coverage. He's hitting receivers in stride. Just, I thought making more NFL throws. Um, I think we all know the talents there. I just think Mond may have taken the next step. Um, it's it's a lot a lot of games yet to play before we stack up all the quarterbacks next to each other. But I think Mons he's sticking his foot in that in that door for sure. Uh, everybody on the Oklahoma State roster. I mean, we already knew about Tylen Wallace, but that whole offense was crazy. Uh, USC. Uh, I think a lot of people looking at this game, Stanford USC, like oh, huh, but. There's still a ton of talent on uh, on that Trojans roster. And speaking of running back conversation, Stephen Carr should not be forgotten. Still one of the best. Um, I feel like if, if Justin, if you're listening, he's banging the table too. Like uh, the, that that Carr is still uh, one of the super talents. Uh, a lot of people want to talk about John Taylor, and he is amazing. The ETN's good too. The Swift, yeah, it's fine. I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, Stephen Carr is a star-level player, and uh, he went out there and did it. And then Boise State, man, the, the Khalil Shakir 
I know. Um, I promise I'm done with. No, I'm not done with underclassmen. But Dagon Khalil Shakir, I, I knew who he was coming into this. But that Boise State, he's just a badass. Uh, it's like uh, I, I, uh, he could do anything on the field. I think he's going to be a dynamic special teams player. Uh, Boise State, Harson, that whole program, they're just doing it right. And then those linemen, uh, I think they've got three seniors on there. Uh, Cabedo, like that that whole group. It was really a nice thing to see because uh, start of the third quarter and I'd say midway in there in that third, but definitely second half, they just started manning up on Florida State. And it's like you five stars and you blue chippers, that's all well and good. It's still a man's game and and we're coming. And yeah, Boise State, that was just a good game to watch. I've I've sat down and I think three times now, uh, look out for that freshman running back on Boise State too. He's a, he's going to be a bit of a beast. Uh, but uh, that was just a great game for their offensive line, I think, for the whole Broncos front five. They really established the tone early, didn't give up, and then just they, they started flattening them. I think uh, towards the end, uh, definitely beginning of the fourth quarter, there was some Florida State uh, defensive linemen didn't want to play no more. Yeah, just a, a tale of two halves. And, you know, I was at the uh, Belk kickoff, you know, kind of, glancing over at the TV. They had the game on every now and then. And it's just like, man, Florida State was up big. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Boise State put in that work in the second half. And it was just the pure dominance, uh, you know, time of possession, yardage, uh, the trenches, the whole deal. Um, so two programs may be trending in opposite directions there. And uh, you are listening to Joe Everett and Rick Saratella here. We're breaking it down each and every week like we do here on the NFL PA Bowl Big Board Show. So, hey, uh, like it, subscribe it, share it, care it, uh, comment on it. We appreciate all the love and support and all the people that have reached out and, um, you know, dropped us a line and, and uh, you know, just to let us know that you, you li- listen to the show, that you like the show, what you like to hear more about on the show. And don't forget uh, the Infectious Scouting Podcast also on the All Access Football Podcast Network with Russell Landy and myself, and we break it down each and every week over there as well. A more broader perspective here. Uh, you know, Joe never leaves a stone unturned, so of course he's going to let you know about some of these underclassmen. But, hey, we're looking for 112 seniors to play in our All-Star events come January 18th, 2020, out in Pasadena, California. Um, looking forward to, like I said, just four months away. So make sure you book your tickets now. Um, all right, Joe. Well, with that being said, uh, week one in the books, week two fastly approaching. So uh, what are you going to be looking out for? Obviously, the Texas LSU game that we talked about, uh, Texas A&M and Clemson you mentioned, but uh, who are some of the players or matchups that you're going to be uh, putting under the microscope here in week two? Oh, you know, uh, Vandy Purdue. I think Vandy with those seniors, um, they need to produce here. I mean, this Purdue defense, it's um, better than last year, but they're not out to stop anybody. So uh, I want to see these uh, Commodores step up in a big road game there. Uh, As I mentioned, Stanford USC, uh, the big mystery with these quarterbacks. JT Daniels definitely out for the season, but my man KJ Costello might play. 
uh, either way, um, you just got to watch all these Trojan wide receivers. Uh, I'm, I think I know all of their names, and then all of a sudden, I mean, I've just uh, found out about their uh, the kick returner they have. That's just ridiculous. Looks like Devin Hester out there. He's a he's a junior this year, but uh, I've, it's an unbelievable group. Uh, not only they got um, Tyler Vaughn's, but the senior there, Pittman, is just a monster. We talk about the NFL bloodlines. You you all know who his dad is. So I'm, I, uh, I, I, it doesn't matter if JT Daniels is out because I thought uh, the backup job was actually close. So I still think uh, those receivers, um, they're going to get a ton of work. And then, yeah, A&M, Clemson, going to be watching Kellen Mond, um, you know, the, that whole crew, T. Higgins. But there's – there's some Clemson linemen that uh, you definitely have to pay attention to. Uh, the, the, uh, the guard that was the wrestler um, uh, is uh, Servinka is uh, one I'm watching. It's it's so funny because, like, all these Clemson linemen, it comes to the actual draft, and we're like, yeah, but how he stacks up against these other players, I think I almost don't care where uh, Servinka gets taken. Uh, he's just going to be a player that makes it to a camp. He's the toughest guy there, and he just outlasts people. So he's definitely one. I, I don't know. Just the, as far as a prospect, I don't know what he is. But when you see a player and you like his style, that's uh, that's definitely one for me this year. Uh, so I mean, just low key Clemson, Texas A and M. I mean, I know all the skill position players that are there to watch, but those are some ones that stick out right off the bat. All right, Joe's breakdown for the college uh, football week two action. And uh, I am getting ready weather pending, you know, I just, you know, get getting a few texts here while we're on the air that the hurricane is coming up the East coast and um, pounding the Carolinas right now, as we speak, I believe, but uh, scheduled to head down to the uh, uh, Virginia game. Um, they're playing, um, Boy, who I well, Virginia Tech is playing Old Dominion on Saturday. Um I'll be there and then I'll be there and during the afternoon and then I'm heading over to uh the James Madison game uh Saturday night as they take on St. Francis with Kurt Signetti, uh son of Frank Signetti, college football hall of famer and um and then William and Mary will be at Virginia Friday night. Um, you know, Bryce, the two Bryces, uh, Bryce Hall and Bryce Perkins, uh, a, a couple of guys that were at the ACC media day that I'm anxious to see on the field. Um, and then, you know, we'll uh, he- head over to Virginia Tech and make our way to uh, James Madison where, you know, they've got a playmaking uh, linebacker, John Daka. They've got a um, – hand-in-the-dirt defensive end that can get after the quarterback transfer from Rutgers, actually, Rondell Carter, who's been uh, wreaking havoc on backfields at the FCS level now for the past year or two. Um, So I'm excited. You know, we're going to be on location across the nation all season long. So, hey, if you're going to be at the game, if you're going to be in the press box, drop me a line. Feel free to come say hello. You can holler at me, R-I-C, at nfldraftbible.com there it is the email right there on the airwaves of course over at the nfldraftbible.com we have our 2020 prospectus now available the top 100 
uh, prospects in the nation, regardless of draft class that uh, Joe and myself have uh, assembled and shout out to Justin Gamble for his contributions there. Bill Carroll did a wonderful job profiling and highlighting some of the FCS talent. And uh, Hey, we're just all over, uh, all over the globe. Like I said, there's, there's going to be a combine out in uh, Germany in October. Best believe (laughs) I'm already in communication with the league and and talking to the NFL in terms of uh, getting that list of which players will be there, which players will be draft eligible. And Hey, who knows? Maybe we'll be out at the combine covering that event to see if there's any players worthy of the NFL PA collegiate ball. You just never know uh, when we're coming to your neighborhood. So, Hey, follow along all the action at NFL draft Bible. Of course, Joe is at, Joe W. Everett and Dane, who you heard from earlier at D. Vandernat. And uh, we're constantly out there, you know, circulating uh, each other's stuff. So, hey, if you find one of us, it won't be too hard to find the rest of us. Uh, Joe, it's been great show here. Time is just flying by. Any other uh, parting shots, final thoughts, anything you want to get off your chest here before we put a ribbon on it? Oh, uh, well, as, as a thought of attending a combine in Wuppertal after eating some uh, later uh, <laughs> Jaeger schnitzel and or no, that, right. that would be amazing. Uh, I mean, but that's kind of where we're headed with all these international prospects. I mean, you got to have boots on the ground everywhere. And, you know, Germany's a fine country too. Um, I, I was just looking at the wide receivers, how they stack up and just random thought. If you want to make, all conference as a wide receiver and Big 12, your work's cut out for you, man. Uh, watching Tylen Wallace week one, watching C.D. Lamb, Jalen Rager, Texas Tech's got T.J. Basher, Colin Johnson, who is on our watch list, and then Texas Tech also got that transfer from Nevada, McLean Mannix, um, Jordan that Hazelwood kid from Oklahoma looked at, like, uh, good luck Big 12 wide receivers. It is just going to be tough sledding out there because there is just talent crazy. I think everyone's kind of primed for this um, wide-out class that's all draft eligible this year. Everybody knows I've been through Alabama, and then you know your bunch of LaVisca, and that's fine. But that whole Big 12 has just got a bunch of dudes. And, uh, yeah, if if you're in that conference, uh, get to work. Yeah, you know, speaking of the Big 12 and 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 international players, you know, TCU uh has a full scholarship quarterback from Germany, uh 17 years old, I think he's a freshman, but he is the first I I want to say the I don't know if he's the first full scholarship player or the first full scholarship quarterback, uh but if you haven't seen the segment that TSN aired on about uh, Brandon Collier called the ambassador. Um, Man, you should check it out. It's about a 10 minute segment, but if you really want to understand the landscape of the international uh, game and and where it's headed. And and, and I did touch base with Russ Landy on, on our um, infectious scouting podcast about this, Joe. I mean, I think in the next five to 10 years, you're going to see a major influx of international players. And, you know, Bowringer was just the beginning, you know, the, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you are going to get uh, – Mo Reach Bowringer. Oh, my. Hey, <laughs> hey, 
He's still in the league. I think he's on the bank yep. practice squad, maybe trying to you know convert over to tight end. But hey, that Jordan Malida from uh, the Eagles, um, carving out a, a nice little niche for himself. And I, I tell you, it's really just about having the infrastructure in place because as these rugby players and Australian rules football guys, as there becomes avenues for them to actually play the sport and train for the sport. You know, the guy, the rugby player from, for the Giants, they called him up. I mean, he thought it was a prank. And the Giants called him up said, hey, we want to invite you to training camp. Like, he never played football in his life. So, you know, I think that once you start, I think the 49ers had a guy in camp a couple of years ago, returning kids. Yeah, I mean, once these, yeah, so, I mean, once these guys get more structured and organized, I really believe there's going to be a big-time influx of uh, international prospects. No, I, I I definitely believe in it too because I mean that's you look at how well the other sports are done, particularly basketball. And you just have to yeah, comb the comb the entire landscape. I mean that's where the athlete all not all the athletes are on one continent. Something tells me. <laughs> just call it a hunch. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, excellent point because I remember when the NBA draft, you you might have had like you know, uh, one or two guys and, uh, uh, Darko Milicek was the year of, uh, Carmelo Anthony, I think. And there might've been a handful of international guys. I mean, I watched the NBA draft this past year. I didn't recognize any, never mind, uh, (laughs) players. I didn't even know how to pronounce any of their names. (laughs) I do. Um, you don't recognize (laughs) half of them. And I'm sitting there like, man, what about that kid from the tournament? He was good. It's like, dude, it's a global thing now. It's global. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, uh, you know, I think it might take a little bit more time until we get the NFL draft to that stage of the game. But I mean, I'm telling you, you are going to see more and more of it, uh, in, in the coming years. So, Hey, um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. I want to thank our special guest, Dane Vandernat, the director of college recruiting for the NFL PA Collegian Bowl, uh, for joining us earlier in the show, as he does each and every week. I want to thank Joe Everett because he never leaves a stone unturned. This man is more prepared than John Wooden. And so, Hey, uh, those who fail to prepare, prepare to fail, John Wooden always says, and, and Joe is always on point, like the house of pain. And, uh, hey, you know, while I'm at it, I'll thank myself to Rick Saratella for just being hey, along man. for the ride. Hey, you know, hey, not to be the Brooklyn <laughs> brawler on you out here. on the back. I'm just along for the ride, baby. But uh, we appreciate all of you. Most importantly, thank you for tuning in and keeping it locked to our Can't Stop, Won't Stop edition. We'll be here each and every week leading up to the 2020 NFL Draft in Vegas. And don't forget, January 18th, 2020, Pasadena, the NFL PA Bowl, Collegiate Bowl uh, coming at you. We'll catch you next time, everybody. The NFL PA Collegiate Bowl Watch List Show is part of the All Access Football Network. Thanks for listening, and be sure to subscribe. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.